The world is constantly changing. We're constantly learning new things. You can never stick to one single formula. You, you always have to look at, at what the, the new trends are. Create something that's still familiar in terms of the client's brand, but also something that is new enough that it's exciting. If you want to have fantastic general knowledge, it's definitely the, uh, the, uh, the uh, career to, to get into. Welcome to the Theatre Art Life podcast and hello. We're putting the spotlight on those who create live entertainment around the globe, the culture creators and the backstage masters. My name is Anna Rob, And my name is Anna Aguilera. On this episode, we will be talking to Neil Frank about the role video has in live entertainment. Neil is a creative director and producer born in South Africa, currently based out of Dubai. He's been in the film industry since 2001 and he moved to Dubai in 2008. And he's currently the head of digital content at Evolution Events. He's passionate about creating beautiful artistic content based on great creative ideas. Hello, Neil. Welcome to the show. Hi, Anna. Thank you for coming and joining us today. So we want you to start by giving us a little bit of a, a brief overview of your career and how you got to become a um, head of digital content? Sure. Um, so I, stud I started studying photography and video production um, shortly after high school. And I then moved into the film industry in Cape Town. The film industry in Cape Town was kind of born out of the military. So it became a very popular uh, service uh, destination for international production companies. Um, and I pretty much started at, at the bottom. So I started as a production runner um, and from production running, I went into production coordinating and then production management. And that was pretty much a, a mix of doing TV commercials um, as well as feature films. And yeah, it was a really humbling experience. Uh, as a production runner, I had to do things like, you know, clean other directors, fish ponds, go and buy kitty litter. So it was very much during that time, there was this, you know, kind of system where you had to pay your dues in order to be able to, to move up. And I think, thankfully, that's kind of changed now. So, you know, youngsters are able to go into film school, come out with fantastic reels. But, you know, at that point in time in South Africa, we didn't really have any film institutions that you could walk out of, you know, with a, a great showreel. And then pretty much from, from doing that, um, I worked on a feature film with another South African guy who moved over to Dubai. And uh, the one day he called me, and, you know, in Cape Town, it's very seasonal as well. So we do many, many TV commercials during the summer and then winter time, it rains a lot. So yeah, it was winter, I was home and then I got the phone call and he said, oh, there's an events company in Dubai that's starting up their own film department and would I be interested to join this, this events company? And I didn't really know much about Dubai, but it sounded like a really interesting opportunity. And yeah, and that was it. I think within a week I had my bags packed and uh, I flew over and I was in, in Dubai and that's where the uh, event content part of my, of my career started. How do you transition from film to video? What's similar and what's different? You mean film to live events, right? Yeah, video content for live events. 
Yeah, so look, I mean, with film, it's it's obviously, it's almost like like a large event. You know, you've got your call sheet, you've got your production schedule, you've got quite a, quite a lot of moving parts that you need to bring together. You've got your camera department, you've got your wardrobe props, um, and everything has to come together to, to make that film shoot work. So when, when I transitioned, the idea was that we had a, a film department, and the film department would provide content for the event section of the business, but at the same time, we would still still be doing TV commercials. And so it wasn't that difficult of a transition initially. There were, there were quite a few new things for me to consider. So in a live event space, you know, the film isn't always the star. It's, you know, quite, quite often supplements or augments um, what else is, is, is happening with the event. But, you know, it's still, it's still always storytelling. And storytelling to me is, is the most important thing, um, whether, whether it's video, whether it's a feature film, whether it's a TV commercial, they all at the center of them, they've got you know, great, great storytelling. So it, it actually transfers really well. And what sort of, you know, what sort of video content for live entertainment aspects have you done? For those who don't really understand the industry, what sort of video content are you playing for events in Dubai when you create it? Sure. So um, I did a Dubai uh, World Cup gala dinner. So that's for the, the, uh, the big horse race seen in uh, Dubai or uh, event in, in Dubai. And so, and so th- that's then very much a case of uh, intertwining uh, video content with, with live performers. So the right way to do it would have been to have had motion tracking suits and to then create content that interacts with, with performers. Um, we kind of did it in a more basic way where we would create some animated elements, send those videos over to performers they would then choreograph against that, send their videos back to us, and we would then adjust the uh, animation accordingly. But I mean, that, that was very much a case of creating content where we had dancers, and as the dancers dance on stage, the content would actually react to, to their movements. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I guess that's not really storytelling, but it really augments what the performers do. It's enhancing their, the experience, basically. Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, that's very much, you know, the case throughout all of all of those events. Sometimes we have pieces where the content very much takes the, the center stage and we will have a brand film or, you know, something that's really powerful that communicates the client's brand. And then we would have live performers coming in. So it, it's, it's almost this kind of intricate dance between the film being the star and then kind of taking the, the back seat in order for the, uh, for the performers to, to shine. Yeah, I would say the Dubai World Cup Gala Dinner. We also did the Dubai International Parachute Championship. And again, you know, that's very much extremely large screen format, a combination of film content, animated content, and then performers, you know, whether I think uh, for, for the Dubai International Parachute Championship, we had people coming down on bungee cords from uh, the top of, of the screen, which was a massive screen, must have been about 60 meters across. But yes, so it's, it's, it's a lot more involved. And you obviously, you, you think about those events differently because you have this multidimensional aspect to it. You know, it's, it's the music, it's the content, it's the performers, fireworks, you know, quite, quite often. So, yeah, I guess there are just many, many more layers in terms of what, what you need to consider when you approach it creatively. So how do you see the relationship between video and live events? How do you see it evolving in the near future? 
I think uh, under our current climate is is a really good example where we're currently pitching on a lot of augmented reality or virtual events. And so what is happening now is we're seeing more and more people interacting with content. So whether it's AR or VR, there there is a trend and there is a a natural move towards uh, that type of content. Um, I think COVID has kind of fast-tracked that. And I do think that once we come out of this, that we will still have our traditional elements of event content, but we will have this added section um, where we will see people interacting with content more. And as I guess the technology evolves and and everybody keeps embracing those new things, and it, it can, like you said, I think from social media it can be driven through social media uh, aspects of it, then that, that gets pulled into the live entertainment realm, as you see, you know, all those augmented, uh, what you can do with your own face and what you can do with, you know, all of these funny, fun stuff that happens in social media realm, then becomes part of a pitch for an entertainment sort of aspect as well. Absolutely, exactly. Whether whether it's, it's uh, you know Snapchat, you know, again, yeah, I think you know technology is moving in a direction where we kind of becoming used to video uh, developing into the real world uh, and 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 interacting with it. Even even with the live events now, you know, it's uh, it's all about you know keying out people in 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 real time. Uh, technology is moving very fast, whether it's Ventus or Notch. So yes, I, I definitely see see content going in in that direction more, where where we we have that that real time keying and interaction element to it. The other day, I saw a, a picture on social media, and I thought it was quite funny. It was a picture of a woman with a mask on, taking a picture like a selfie with her, an ice cream between the phone and her, and it's, and, the, and the sort of uh, title on it said, "Imagine showing this." to somebody in 1995 and asking them what was happening. And and I, I thought that was really funny because, like, they wouldn't know why she's wearing a mask. They wouldn't know why she's doing a selfie. They don't know what a selfie is. And our human behaviour changes so quickly and so fast right now. And I, I think that's quite fascinating. And then you you guys in your realm have to have to be at the forefront of, I guess, not seeing seeming dated, right, with what's going on and with what you're doing and presenting it at, at an event. I think that's that's all part of all part of the industry, and you know that's that's what makes the creative aspect of it so interesting because it's all problem solving. The world is constantly changing; we're constantly learning new things. You can never stick to one single formula. You you always have to look at, at what the the new trends are. And again, you know, I mean, my philosophy is always: I take I take the the creative and the creative needs to be the central part of it and then try and see what's out there what's new what are people reacting to and out of a good idea implement those those different technologies and how do you make that work and intersect with the architecture of the place the light designer the sound designer the choreography and all this the acrobatics you mentioned you had bunches that that video is actually pretty cool yeah, I mean it's a it's a really fine balancing act, but you know it's kind of it's kind of like cooking. You know, it's a little bit of a of a recipe. You know, every single one of those elements are so important. I mean, music. You know, whether it's film, whether it's uh, live live events, it plays such an integral part. Um, so yeah, getting getting the right music, 
to suit the visuals or, or, or maybe even the visuals suiting the music. And then it's just rehearsal. And I think, again, you know, you, you have to think in many, many more dimensions when, you, when you're doing live event content because, because you have, have the, the performer, um, because you sometimes have the content being the star and you've got the performer being the star. Yeah, it's just, I don't, <laughs> we just basically have to really balance everything very, very carefully. And instead of just having your offline cuts and then your online cuts, we, we then do go through many, many series of rehearsals. And sometimes something that, that the performers will do will inform what we end up doing in terms of content. And sometimes the content will push the performers to change their, their performance slightly. And so it really is, it's a, it's a fantastic collaboration between a lot of people. And that's, that's also something that I really enjoy about it because it's not just my vision. We have the choreographer, we have the music composer, we've got all of these different people who all have fantastic creative ideas. And it's just about diluting that and, or distilling it, sorry, and getting it down to something that then ultimately just works and that, and that people enjoy watching. And how do you, in always these kind of projects, you've got the balance between what the client wants and needs, et cetera, and then your ability to be creative as you make that content. And how do you, how do you navigate that relationship with, you know, clients, clients sort of putting the pressure on and you getting what you want creatively out of the project? Yeah, so I think this is, this is probably 90% of every crea uh, creative director's uh, job is to try and build, build that relationship. And it's a, it's a, it's a two-way street. So from a creative per uh, perspective, it's always it's an it's a interesting challenge to me because you have a client's brand and you can't break the brand. So you have to find ways inside of those parameters to create something that's still familiar in terms of the client's brand, but also something that is new enough that it's exciting. And if you don't have a good relationship with your client where they understand your vision and where they begin to trust you, then you're always going to end up with something that's too generic and, and you know, completely in line with the client's brand guideline. But I mean, I've, I, I really enjoy that process because I feel like if, if you have free reign to do absolutely anything, then it's not always conducive to good creative. Good creative sometimes comes from having those restrictions, but finding really clever ways inside of those restrictions to do something really clever and quirky and fun. So it means you really need to, to know your, the company you're working for or you're creating content for, the brand and the client. And I guess you've learned a lot of things through that. Uh, is there something that's been really interesting in the past years that you said, oh, I didn't even think this existed or this was a thing? I mean, I can't, I can't point at anything specific, but I mean, again, that is the great thing about my job is, I mean, I've had to learn about oil and gas. I've worked with, you know, some next-gen technology companies in, in the UAE who work on things that I didn't even know was possible. It just, it's so broad. I mean, I think it's, if, if you want to have fantastic general knowledge, it's definitely the, uh, the, uh, the uh, career to, to get into. It's, it's extremely diverse. And 
I'm constantly getting a new client with a new product or a new service. And I need to immerse myself in, in what that client's doing. And I mean, that, that's, that's what keeps it really interesting and really fresh. What's it like in, in the UAE, you know, coming from South Africa, and obviously there's a lot of multiculturalism in, within the UAE in the companies that you work with and for. And, and how is that? Is it, is it a, a challenge? Does that add to your challenge of working with so many different cultures or is that uh, also a part of the challenge? Definitely part of the challenge. I think every country um, has its own sense of humour you know, and I mean, even here with friends, and I've got friends from all over the world, you know, jokes that, that would work in South Africa, you know, wouldn't necessarily work in England or in in Holland or wherever. Um, so it is. But I mean, what's also really interesting is that there are certain emotional hit markers that seem to be pretty universal. And I think as, as long as you focus on those and you don't try to make it too region specific, you're normally okay. But again, I mean, it's, it's great to, it's great to, to see or, or, or hear how other people think about things. And so it's, it's changed my, my uh, perspective on a lot of the topics that, that, that we tackle creatively. And it's definitely uh, made my, my creative sense uh, richer. Would you say it's either challenging or rewarding while working for corporate events? So challenging, I think, almost goes back to our previous point where, you know, sometimes you'll have a product or you'll, you'll have a service that just on the outside seems so dry and you wonder, what am I going to do with this to make it entertaining? But then it's, it's, a, it's a double, it's, it's a dual-edged sword where at the same time, that, that then becomes the challenge, is to take that, and the drier the subject matter is, sometimes the more fun it is to try and Like oil and gas. Really <laughs> like, like oil and gas, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to make that a, a, I mean, I know that's what you do, but it's a, it seems a big leap for me to go from oil and gas to something beautifully visually. And oh, I mean, there was actually, I think, I think the, the first TV commercial that I did in the UAE was for a, for a gas company, a, a, a natural gas company. And we came up with this idea of the gas coming out of the ocean and we followed the little bubbles up and then the energy flew out from, from the ocean, kind of traveled over, over the desert. And we had these different little visual cues where you could kind of follow the energy, but without it being, you know, too blatantly uh, CGI. And then once it reached the, the city, we would see the, the, the street lamppost started switching on and the city started switching on. And we had a fantastic music composer out of Sweden. And he did a, a great, uh, really uh, emotive track for us. And so, yeah, so, you know, that, that was a good example of, you would think, natural gas, how how great could, could natural gas be? But this whole, the whole city of, of Abu Dhabi being lit up one light at a time was visually actually great. Like it, it was a fantastic uh, TV commercial there. No, well, I have experienced your work myself, so I know how you are able to transform very dry stuff to something that's amazing. It's a, it's a challenge. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and so um, is there any part of the process from, you know, getting the gig to the end product that is the most satisfying for you? Is it the research phase? Is it the design phase? Is it the, 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 the event happening? What, what part of the process do you enjoy the most? I think that's the great thing about events and about film is that you always have this opportunity 
to get a real-time reaction from people. So once the film, once the film goes on, on the big screen and I can see you know, the theater or the event hall packed and I can look at people's faces and I can see, see their reactions, that, that's probably the most uh, satisfying part of it for me. And I think there are very few other industries where you get that kind of, uh, or that, that ability to see how people are reacting to, to your work. And that, it's, it's really satisfying, especially if, if they enjoy it, of course. It's probably different than, you know, perhaps your film work because the film goes out and gets distributed, but you're not there for that immediate first reaction, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great example. I mean, the only way now that you really know with uh, sending a, a video out would be through, you know, YouTube likes or, you know, uh, some kind of uh, data analytics. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a great thing with live events is actually being there feeling the, the atmosphere inside of the room and seeing people reacting to, to whatever content you created. You say that's from everything that your job entitles, is that your favorite part of it? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit narcissistic, isn't it? But <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I think most people in entertainment have that moment where that's, that's the most, and it reminds us why we do what we do because some of the long hours leading up to that moment can be yeah, it's, exactly. fairly brutal, it's, it's, right? <laughs> Yes, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's that moment of, of validation, which I think a lot of people always crave. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's definitely my, my favorite part of, of the gig. And if you could change anything in the way like either video works with live entertainment or how the live entertainment industry works in general, would you change anything? What would it be? I think you can always change something. <laughs> um, I think right now, and I mean, I think it's a pretty big thing throughout the industry is just always timelines. I just always wish that I had more time. Um, but you know, the deadline gets set and sometimes the deadlines are crazy and we push towards producing something and obviously doing the best that, that we possibly can. I just always wish that I had a little bit more time. So yes, if clients could, could give us a little, a little bit more time, I'd be super happy. Do you think that's a particularly a UAE thing as well in terms of the work or do you, is that something you also experienced in South Africa? Well, I mean, in South Africa, I, I did TV commercials and, you know, all of the prep work was done before, before we went into production. So I'm not sure. So I guess, Anna, you're actually a better person to tell me whether it's different in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. In Hong Kong and stuff. I feel like, honestly, I feel the UAE has been the most pressure in terms of timeline in places that I've worked with, you know? Uh, yeah. Here in China and in Asia, there's still it's still it's a different kind of hard, but it's still hard. But I felt like the UAE is really like relentless in terms of it's this is going ahead, you know, and it's that's it's an experience, and I think that raises the bar mm. for people in the in the area where they've got to really work hard and fast. I mean, if we want to talk about work life balance, that's another thing. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely the expectations get set very high, and I think people do. I think especially in the UAE, they have a lot, you know, you talk about all that technology and the virtual reality and it's just, you're very at the forefront of, of, of a lot of those things, Put, integrating them into events because they're ambitious over there and they've got money uh, and they want to see it, you know, and I think that's a, that's a great place to be for, for being at the forefront of that stuff. Absolutely. No, again, you know, I think there is, you know, with a, with a, with a good, there is bad and with the bad there's good and that's definitely uh, definitely the case with the uae is that yes they you know we love technology here 
and we really get pushed to use new things. And sometimes we're a little bit nervous because it might not be a piece of technology that's really being tried and tested. But it's great. It just means that we get to play with crazy things. Yes, there's a lot of pressure. But also, you know, sometimes under pressure, you, you create some of, some of your, your best pieces. I think, I think, you know, maybe even going back to my, my earlier point, uh, maybe too much time isn't a good thing. <laughs> uh, some, sometimes when you're under pressure, you just, the idea just comes out and you look at it and you go, I, that actually works. Uh, but yes, no, we, we're, we're very, very fortunate here to have people who are really interested in technology and in big ideas. I think there are very few other places around the world that gives you the opportunity to put together such large-scale events with, with technology and all of the bells and whistles. Well, thank you so much, uh, Neil, for your time today. We really appreciate you sharing with you us your work and your life and your thoughts on the industry. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. It was fun. Please write our review on our podcast, whatever you listen to your podcast, and let your friends know about us. You can learn more about Theatre Art Live by visiting our website at www.theatreartlive.com. And you can also follow us on social media and leave your questions and comments on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter, or YouTube. We want to thank David Sire for composing the music for our podcast and Michelle Girata, who is our sound engineer. We are your hosts, Anna and Anna, and this is the Theatre Art Life Podcast, where we put the spotlight on those who create life entertainment around the world. <laughs>